You have to ask yourself, do you remember how to do this after two weeks away from the studio, a week of doing this on the road? Well, I know you remember how to have Roadmap to Heaven at 7 a.m. on this Monday morning, January 8th, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And I'm pretty confident that I remember how to do this, too. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. Let's pray our morning offering together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen, O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father, amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is great to be back with you today. It is, uh, you know, cold, colder than when we left to go on break. It is also, um, well, it's nice. It's the new year. It was a great week last week. It was an exhausting week last week. It was a fun week last week. And most importantly, it was a holy week last night, a spiritually uh, rich week last week at the Seek 24 conference. But as Roy Rogers would say, we're back in the saddle. Or was that Gene Autry? I guess that was Gene Autry who was back in the saddle again. But here we are back in the saddle again. We've got a wonderful show for you today. We're going to have for our radio listeners a few reflections to finish up the Christmas season. And yes, today is kind of the last day. Today's the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. This is it. Uh, Tomorrow we go back to ordinary time. So there you have it. And then uh, later on, we're going to have an interview we taped last week at Seek 24 with Tim Glomkowski of the National Eucharistic Congress. And, you know, the uh, Catholic News Agency has a great piece that was posted Saturday by Jonah McCohen about how Seek really uh, has set the stage for the upcoming National Eucharistic Congress. You can read that at catholicnewsagency.com. I ran into Jonah a few times out at SEEK as well, and it was good to catch up with him. Uh, Great article you should read, but we'll talk with Tim Glomkowski about that later today as well. Before we get to any of that, let's go to Mike Roberts for our weather and our saint of the day. Today is the feast day of St. Thorfinn. Born in Norway in the 13th century, the details of his life would have been completely lost were it not for a church renovation which uncovered his tomb 50 years after his death. When this happened, the abbot asked an elderly priest, Father Walter, if he remembered anything about Thorfinn, and he did, providing great detail about the holy life of this man and a poem he'd written about Thorfinn at his desk. Thorfinn had been a canon at the cathedral in Naderos and then was named bishop. As bishop, Thorfinn had been a witness to the agreement of Tonsberg in 1277 between the archbishop and King Magnus IV, allowing freedom for the church. King Eric, however, rescinded that agreement, essentially making Thorfinn and all Catholics enemies of the state, which resulted in great turmoil and conflict. Thorfinn and his followers made their way to Flanders, surviving a shipwreck on the way, and from there went to Rome. However, on his return, Thorfinn became ill and soon died in the year 1285. But after his death, there were many miracles attributed to him, and his legacy, thanks to the memory of Father Walter, helped a small Catholic community in Norway 
survive. St. Thorfinn, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Daily Offering God the Father, I thank Thee for creating me. God the Son, I thank Thee for redeeming me. God the Holy Spirit, I thank Thee for sanctifying me. Infuse into my thoughts, words, and actions Thy grace, so that they may be supernaturally pleasing to Thee and supernaturally rewarding to me forever. O Blessed Trinity, abundantly assist me in becoming that which Thou intended me to become when Thou created me. For in Thy perfection I will give Thee the glory Thou desirest of me, and in that perfection I will find my greatest joy in heaven. Amen. We are recording some interviews in addition to the live shows we've been doing at the National uh, Seek 24 Conference. I almost called it the National Eucharistic Congress, but that's the topic of this interview, and uh, we're happy to have with us for a little on-location taping uh, for Roadmap to Heaven today, Tim Glomkowski. And uh, even though by the time this airs, Patty, you and I are not doing the live show together, you're, you're, you're back to your daily routine, I'm back to my daily routine, uh, I'm happy to have you join us for an interview that will carry over into next week as well. So, Patty, Tim, it's good to have you with us. It's great to be here. Good and- and great to be talking about the next big event yeah, really, in yeah. the life of the church. We are here at Seek right now, but we're gearing up very, very soon for the National Eucharistic Congress. So yeah, this now, is a great topic. Now, Tim, we've had Joel on the show. We've had Sister Alicia on the show. We've had you on the show. We've, we've been talking about the National Eucharistic Congress for several months now, and I think everybody knows what's coming up here. Uh, so i got to ask you this question. As we've been down here at Seek 24 with you know 25,000 people last night, uh, it, it's kind of like a foretaste yes. of, of what's to come in Indianapolis, July 17th through 21st at the National Eucharistic Congress. Uh, what's your reaction to what you've seen down here? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it really is. This is such an incredible event. This is my third time uh, coming here. And you're right, it's like a dry run uh, for six months from now. So, it, you know, in, in moments it's uh, stressful <laughs> thinking about, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to do you know, something like this in, in not too long from now. There's also great, and there's so much they do so well here. And I think, you know, really what we're um, able to offer, which is exciting and similar, is really this ex- kind of an experience of the whole church and an experience of evangelization, encounter with Jesus personally, the kind of experience we had last night in adoration for, you know, really uh, the, the really broad swath of the, of the church that's going to be at the National Eucharistic Congress. So, yeah, Focus has been great partners to us and friends throughout, and um, it's been fun to be here. And they've shown our uh, event team even. We had a few people from our logistics kind of team behind the scenes, you know, showing them, well, this is how this works, this is how this works. And so I know we're getting great ideas too. Those are important details to, because to throw on a huge event like this takes a lot of manpower, a lot of work. And I know you're, of course, I've been getting emails and things about the Eucharistic Congress. And I'm very, very excited about it because, as you said, it's a broader even perspective than just what's here at Focus because Focus, of course, is college students. That's the main thing. But the Eucharistic Congress is for everybody. For everybody, yeah. Every age, you know, really, it's going to be, I think, um, that was it. James Joyce said, "The Catholic Church is here comes everybody," and this is, <laughs> this is going to be here comes everybody for sure. So it's it's going to be powerful. I mean, thirty thousand people, you know, passes have already been distributed, and um, it's going to be a really powerful time. Yeah. Now, for our listeners in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, I was talking with uh, Jane Gunther from the Catholic Renewal Center and the uh, Archdiocese. She's she is the coordinator of National. Eucharistic revival here in the Archdiocese, uh, working with Archbishop Rosansky and a fabulous team of people. There are still 
passes left for the St. Louis pilgrimage to go out there for the week. Um, we're going to be having meal together, I think, uh, at, at some point, having mass with Archbishop Rosansky at our hotel that we'll be at as part of that pilgrimage, and then going down to uh, going down to the Congress. It's, it's not just one building. It's going to be buildings uh, of events happening, of talks, of keynotes, of breakouts, of this, that, and the other things. So uh, visit archstl.org if you're in the Archdiocese of St. Louis for more information on that. Uh, in the other diocese here in Covenant Network, check with your diocese because I, I think everybody I've talked to, they have something that they're organizing, something is happening, especially we, we were talking with Bishop Paprocki the other day, you know, in Jefferson City. July 3rd, I believe, is when the pilgrimage, the Sarah route of the pilgrimage is going to come into Jefferson City. And then from there into St. Louis, just a day or two later. And then from there into Illinois. And then all through the heart of our listening area in Illinois. And then on to Indianapolis. So it's, you know, if you can't go for the full week, maybe go for part that's right here in our backyard. But here's a really great opportunity, especially for those who have kids and they're saying, look, a week at a Congress I don't know that my kids will tolerate a week of being in convention halls and talks and things like that. Well, you don't you don't even have to come for the full week. We'd love for you to come for the full week, but you can get day passes now. Yeah, they just launched today. So, yeah, day passes or a weekend pass even. And so um, with that shift, kids under 12 are now free because of the generosity, candidly, of our sponsors like Focus, like Relevant Radio, like some of the different people who are here uh, and, and the early sort of um, – you know, support for the Congress in that way. It allowed us, it gave us some of the flexibility to really be able to say, kids up to 12 are free. We can do these day and weekend passes and people can still come for an experience of the Congress. Cause yeah, I've got four young kids. This was like one of my personal, you know, sort of, I just, the, the, the ability to come for or a couple nights or to come for, you know, just Saturday night. I, I say to some people sometimes that are, are saying the timing, you know, we just don't know if we can get there that long. So just come for the weekend. Like the weekend is going to be, we have a citywide Eucharistic procession on Saturday. We've got uh, the final kind of closing mass with the papal delegate on Sunday who, uh, you know, we're getting some early rumblings from the Vatican on who that might be, which is pretty exciting. And it's going to be, it, it's going to be a, an incredibly powerful moment of renewal for the church in the United States. And so we wanted to make it as accessible as possible to be able to actually say to people, don't miss this, even if, you know, their family situation or having four young kids might make it difficult. And Indianapolis, for our listening audience, is not that far, and it's a perfect opportunity to make one of those pilgrimage. We've talked about pilgrimage so often. So often people think that means going to some holy site in some foreign country and spending thousands of dollars. Here we're basically saying go on pilgrimage to Indianapolis for this Eucharistic Congress. It's going to be amazing. For a historic moment that people are going to be talking about for really long time that you know st john the evangelist is going to have uh sort of an ongoing memento this is going to be kind of one of these like historic things where it's going to be like this happened here and yeah if you can do that in a five-hour drive a six-hour drive instead of having to go it's really going to be powerful we've been talking all week about this being the 25th anniversary of st john paul ii being in this very building Mm. you know it was the end of january in 1999 and here we are this building's a holy building, not because of the football games that have been here, not because of the trade shows that have been here, but because of that event, a saint offering mass right here where we're at all week. Um, you know, what's going to come out of Indianapolis? I don't know, but I know something's going to come out of it. That, that's the beautiful thing. I know something's going to come out of that. Now, some might be saying, let's, let's get really real here for a moment. Well, you, you know, even if I just go for a few days, though, where am I going to stay? I've heard all the hotel rooms are sold out. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly there's no doubt we have 30,000 passes distributed already in these diocesan delegations. A lot of rooms have been claimed already. I mean, thousands and thousands of hotel rooms. And the the city, even a city that's as convention-friendly as the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, only has so much available inventory. What I would say, though, to set that record straight is – yeah, if you, you know, right next to the convention center today, the, the price for the Marriott right there is going to be probably prohibitive for a lot of people. Fifteen minutes away at the airport, there's plenty of hotels that are still affordable and available right now. So, yeah, at a, at a certain point, maybe, you know, really close to the Congress, there might be a time when hotel rooms are, are tough to find in the city. But that day is not yet this day. And so if you're, if you're thinking about coming uh, and you need a place to stay, um, contact our team candidly. There's a link that Visit Indy, the, the travel bureau of the, the city, has that can, they, we can send you that sort of shows all of the inventory in the city available and, and where you can find deals still today. Yeah. You know, Tim, one of the things as we wrap up here that uh, you and I have talked about, Joel and I have talked about, Sister Alicia and I have talked about with this Eucharistic revival is it's, you know, sometimes we go to things because it's like, well, this is going to be an event. I remember the excitement in this city uh, the first time our St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup ever in franchise history. It was, I got to get to the parade. This is a once in a lifetime. It's never happened before. I got to go experience this parade. Well, th- th- no disrespect to that. That's well and good. That's great. We're not going to just go experience something. Amen. We're Amen. going to go be transformed mm. by something. We're, we're going so that we come out of this life changed, going back into our daily lives with a new perspective, a new way of looking at things, a new relationship heart speaking to heart and what's what's your hope for everybody that makes this pilgrimage yeah that's exactly it i I think it in a certain sense every individual who comes to the congress right like uh we we are coming to experience uh a transformation and healing and a new and renewed personal encounter with jesus that sends us on mission for the life of the world like that's really who this is for right is is catholics who are engaged in their faith who are longing for something and longing for the renewal of the church and want to participate in that work of God in our time. At the same time, though, the people who come there are sort of standing in proxy for the entire church in the United States, right? Like 80,000 people is not 70 million Catholics uh, in the United States, and people are going to be able to tune in millions through all kinds of different ways. EWTN, their booth right here, their you know production plan is unbelievable for how they're going to invite people to kind of encounter this moment. Um, but really, there's a, a special and select smaller group of people who are going to be present there who are really going to be participate in what I believe is going to be a renewed outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the church in the United States uh, and a new missionary sending of the church. That's a moment we live in as a church. That's what John Paul II was calling us to, was to become equipped again that the thing the church was sent for to do in the first place, right, which is to extend the life and life to the full that Jesus Christ came to bring to every person and every time and in every place. And if we've lost sight of that mission or that message, uh, then to be sort of reconvicted of that fact and to be sent in a new and a, a powerful way, that, that's the National Eucharistic Congress. So like you said, it's like, let's come hungry. Let's not just come to like see something that we haven't really seen before. Uh, let's come ready to be part of the new thing God is doing in our world. All right. Now, your, your team has been great about sharing how we can pray and how we can prepare ourselves and have revival in our hearts. And we love doing that. How can we pray for you and your team? I want to ask that as well, because in addition to praying for revival, I, I, I was thinking about this Monday night here at Mass. Uh, I don't know how you organize distribution of Holy Communion to 20,000 people at this event. <laughs> it's been you're, you're planning for 80. You have at least 30. I would imagine there's some stress involved. I imagine there's some logistical questions that have never been asked before that have to be figured out. 
how can we pray for you? <laughs> Certainly for things like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, we've got a great team. We've got tons of great volunteer helping committees, too. Father Pat Beidelman uh, is the liturgical uh, head of our liturgy committee in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, and that was the first thing he came, you know, this is probably a year ago, he's like, I've got the communion plan, like, I know the space. We're like, great, thank you, Father, <laughs> you know. But so, uh, yeah, for all those details to come together, and for honestly, for, for all of us on our team, there's 16 of us in the National Eucharistic Congress team right now, we really see ourselves as, like, missionaries, like being invited into a mission. And we see ourselves as kind of on mission together and for a particular purpose and a particular time, like for the world, you know, kind of. St- and so in that regard, I do think our team stands in the breach at times. And, and I think for protection would be to me sort of the um, uh, the thing I would ask for most for prayers for our team, because I know personally and, and certainly it's exhausting work, you know, yeah. um, pulling off a, a Congress, a pilgrimage and a revival, which our team is really supporting all three. But um, for the uh, the devil is not pleased um, with the, the bishop's invitation to the church to come back to the heart of our faith, Jesus in the Eucharist. He doesn't like that. No. And I know all members of our team have experienced the blowback um, from his displeasure with um, this mission. And so to me, that I think into all of us, that convicts us even further of how important it is. Um, but we would take the prayers. Absolutely. All right. And I, I just want to lend a, a note of encouragement to our listeners to this would be something you want to be there for to experience it in person if you at all can. You know, many of us here in the listening audience remember, as we've been saying, when Pope John Paul II came, oh, I was there to say I was there. But then it's the graces that flow from being there. And our faith is so incarnational. It's all about Christ taking on flesh, being in the flesh, in the Eucharist, adoring the flesh, the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord. And we, our bodies physically there, we experience that in an unbelievable way when you are physically present. We're going to be there. We're excited as Covenant Network. We're going to be at that Eucharistic Congress. And we want as many of our listeners to come with us, to be on pilgrimage with us, experience this joy, this excitement, so that we can come back and help re-evangelize our families, our parishes, and the world. Yeah, that's right. So the excitement is going to be there. This will be the place to be this summer, July, Indianapolis, the Eucharistic Congress. Yeah. Well, I think uh, as we finish our interview, the men's session is starting in the room next door. You can probably hear it in the background. <laughs> in the background. Uh, that may be the nudge we're, we're getting from the Holy Spirit that, it, okay, it's time time to wrap up. But, Tim, there is so much more to come, and uh, we always enjoy talking with folks from the National Eucharistic Congress and the revival on the show, and I look forward to the next time we're able to connect. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Thanks. Appreciate you having me, and, um, yeah, I'll be praying for you all and your good work, too. And we'll see you in July. Thank you. We'll see you there. Act of Consecration to St. Joseph. O dearest St. Joseph, I consecrate myself to your honor and give myself to you, that you may always be my father, my protector, and my guide in the way of salvation. Obtain for me a greater purity of heart and fervent love of the interior life. After your example, may I do all my actions for the greater glory of God, in union with the divine heart of Jesus, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O blessed St. Joseph, pray for me, that I may share in the peace and joy of your holy death. Amen. We are back for another week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. And Patty, what a wonderful week it was last week. I I can only imagine this week is going to be just as good. What is our theme going to be? Well, this week, I want to encourage you, if you have never kept a prayer journal, to start one. It can be one sentence a day. 
It can be filled with art if you like to scribble and draw or doodle. It can be filled with prayer cards. It can be a gratitude journal or a journal of prayer intentions for the salvation of the world. Journaling is a means to quiet your body and become aware of your inmost being. For me, it also helps me to commit to prayer every day. It is actually my tangible marker of my prayer time. It basically helps me to know I was here, I showed up for prayer, and I spent time with God today. Again, it sounds crazy, but we're human beings. We sometimes need something physical to mark that for us. So for me, I have to somehow always write just something, even if it's one sentence. What I love about journaling is that I can journal anywhere. I can journal in chapel, which is my favorite place in adoration. I can journal at home, at my kitchen table. I can journal sitting in a doctor's waiting room, on a beach, in the woods, or snuggled in my favorite chair. So this week, I just want to encourage you in your journaling. And I thought kind of the best way to do that for someone who maybe has never kept a spiritual journal is I'm just going to be vulnerable here, and I'm just going to model, I'm going to share with you some of my journal entries. And I just picked some random journal entries and you're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly and how maybe a word or a phrase just sets my heart soaring. So here's what I journaled. So today I'm going to share a journal entry that was pretty recent. It was October 27th, 2023. And I was reading my Surrender Novena. This is what ties in with last week's, the Surrender Novena. And I actually flipped over my prayer card to the back of the Surrender Novena and saw, I didn't even know who wrote this Surrender Novena. Well, it's Father Dolindo Ruotolo. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. He's the author of the Surrender Novena. But here's the part that I love. On the back of the card, he said this. These are his words. These are Father's words now. He said, I am totally poor a poor nothing. My strength is my prayer. My leader is the will of God, which I let take me by the hand. My security over the uneven path is the heavenly mother, Mary. Those were his words. And so all of a sudden, I wanted to take those words and make them personal for me and my prayer to God. So here's what I wrote in my journal. I am a nothing. I'm an ordinary housewife from Florissant. My strength is my prayer. My leader is Abba Father, whose will is perfect, who calls me his beloved daughter and loves me unconditionally. My Savior is Jesus, the lover of my soul, who feeds me with his body and blood. My mother of grace is Mary, who shows me how to open my heart, receive God's love, and say yes. So that's what I did one day in my journal. I love to just take beautiful prayers and words from saints or holy people, much holier than I am, but then I try to make them my own. What would I say to God in this rhythm, in this way? So choose something you like, maybe it's your favorite prayer, and rewrite it in your voice to God. It's something you can do in a prayer journal. I love what you said at the beginning of this, that if One of the great fruits is it's just a good, physical, tangible way to make sure that you check in with God every day, and you can know whether you've done it or not because you look at the journal, and if the entry is there, you have, and if you haven't, you know you still need to do it. And in the hecticness and busyness of our lives, it's a great way to really force us to be quiet and listen to what God might have to say to us today.
kind of different this morning being back in the studio by myself and not having uh, 20,000 people surround us as we do the show. It's a little quieter. And, you know, I have to say, I miss having Patty with me to do the show this morning. And I'm glad we got to hear a little bit from her in our interview with Tim Glomkowski as well. But it's a good reminder that we're back to the daily grind. We're back to our average day in and day out. And as much as I love wonderful events like the SEAT Conference, as much as I'm looking forward to the National Eucharistic Congress, as much as I look forward to events like the Marian Conference every year or uh, Catholic Men for Christ, I, I don't look forward to Catholic Women for Christ because I don't go to that one. But my wife would look forward to that. And I know several of you listening look forward to that. I love these conferences. They're fantastic. But this is where saints are made, is in the day today. How am I going to be a saint today? I've already had a rough morning. I was up too late. My sleep schedule's disrupted. I was up too late last night. I was up too early this morning. And I've got some work to do. I've got some uh, some praying to do today. But let's go out in this day-to-day, especially those of us who were at such a heavenly week last week. Let's go out and do our best to ask for God's grace Let's rely on that grace. Let's use that grace that he freely gives us, especially that actual grace so that we can stay in a saint, stay in a state of sanctifying grace, right? Let's do it. Well, really quick, I do want to point out that uh, Catholic Men for Christ is coming up, and I am going to be the MC of that event. Uh, there's some great speakers, including Dr. Edward Shree, Father Anthony Wick is going to be with us, and then Pete Burak, and then Sean Feltz is going to be providing music and leading us in prayer through the day. You can find more information on that conference. It's on uh, February 17th at St. Louis University High School in the Psy Commons. $40 includes a box lunch. You can find all that information and more at catholicmenforchrist.org. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, it's been a joy to be back with you on this Monday morning. Enjoy this final day of the Christmas season. Until tomorrow morning, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.